The Lord be with you and also with you. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We gather to worship Almighty God, to illumine the imagination by the beauty of God, to quicken the conscience by the holiness of God, to warm the heart by the love of God, to devote the will to the purposes of God. We gather on this December 24, 2017, to worship Almighty God. The liturgy, music, and homily this day are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here within Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful and material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of leadership and service in our midst, And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us here in worship. We are together in the spirit of one who wrote and sang some years ago. Flocks were sleeping, shepherds keeping vigil till the morning knew, saw the glory, heard the story, tidings of a gospel true. Thus rejoicing, free from sorrow, praises voicing, greet the morrow, Christ the babe is born for you. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Almighty God, you have given your only begotten Son to take our nature upon him and to be born of a pure virgin. Grant that we who have been born again and made your children by adoption and grace may daily be renewed by your Holy Spirit through our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom with you and the same Spirit be honor and glory now and forever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
A lesson from the Epistle to Titus, chapter 2, verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all, training us to renounce impiety and worldly passions, and in the present age to live lives that are self-controlled, upright, and godly, while we wait for the blessed hope and the manifestation of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He it is who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify for himself a people of his own who are zealous for good deeds. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Beloved, please join me in reading responsively Psalm 96 with the Antiphon. song sing to the lord all the earth sing to the lord bless his name tell of his salvation from day to day declare his glory among the nations his marvelous works among all the peoples for great is the lord and greatly to be praised he is to be revered above all gods for all the gods of the peoples are idols but the lord made the heavens Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory to his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in holy splendor. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord is King. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. For he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. Now, beloved, please stand as you are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri, the reading of the gospel, and the singing of our hymn.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Glory Glory to you, Lord. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, Nothing was made that was made. In him was light, and the light was the life of all peoples. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to bear witness to the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness to the light. The true light that enlightens everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world. The world was made through him. And yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, born not of blood, nor of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have beheld his glory Glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ.
Please be seated. Away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the bright sky looked down where he lay, the little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay. People imagine proposals and weddings at Christmas. Often the images are of cities, bright lights, jewelry, red dresses, handsome ties, and mink coats. But the Bible tells of a shepherd king, one born of Mary of low estate. And Luke recalls an ex-urban story, in one sense, a story like this one this morning. In the winter of 1982, we were stationed an hour and a half southwest of Montreal. We lived in a large, ungainly, and drafty country parsonage. You knew it was a parsonage because on the front of the house there was a sign to the left of the porch door which read, Methodist Parsonage, just so you know. Whether the sign was meant to apologize for the -the down-at-the-heel condition of the house or was meant as a point of clarification about ownership or was, as it certainly proved to be, meant as a guide for hobos in need of sandwiches as they drifted through that little town, no one ever said. But it was more than adequate, more than reasonably adequate for two young parents and two little children and one child on the way. The parsonage was big enough with two living rooms and an ample dining room to accommodate some 75 people at one time. We had learned this and this number because on the previous Maundy Thursday, the heat in the church next door had failed at 10 below zero. So the service of Holy Communion that evening was convened in the parsonage with hymns played on the baby grand piano and people scattered from couch to kitchen to pantry to stairs to window sills. One elderly gentleman sat with the minister's wife accompanist right on the piano bench. I think he felt honored. Most later agreed that it was not only the coziest but easily the most memorable communion service they could recall. Sometime well after the snow had begun to cover the farms and valleys of Burke, New York, sometime after November 1st, that is, the minister had a phone call from a neighboring farmer. The man asked whether the preacher would conduct a wedding for a non-member. Certainly he would and had, and the farmer knew this as well as the preacher, so the question in the air or over the phone line was the unspoken question, what are we talking about? Well, North Franklin County is not a place of endless talk. There is, in fact, little said week by week and month by month in the North Country. Most would agree there that this is the way things should be, allowing as how most things said don't need saying at all, and those that do need saying need better saying than they mostly get. I personally knew a beautiful young couple prosperous potato farmers with two children for three years and never once heard the husband say a single word in public. Further, when there is talking, it is mostly the women talking. 
The preacher is also allowed and expected to talk, there being, I guess, some uncertainty about how to categorize the status of the clergy. But even so, the briefer, the better, if you please, pastor. In any event, after a long while of hemming and hawing and not saying, the minister wrangled out of the farmer that the farmer's hired man wanted to get married. Actually, he needed to get married. He wanted to get married, but he also was in a situation where he needed to get married, too. This took the not usually talkative farmer a long while to explain because he did not directly explain what he was trying to explain. Phrases like unexpected circumstance and things moving pretty fast and sometimes these things happen and they are really good young folks were clearly spoken but their actual footing on planet Earth was hard or not possible to ascertain. Finally, the preacher said simply, send them up, I'm glad to talk with them. This led to a meeting in the church office on a day when the oil furnace was working and some lumbering, awkward planning for a service to solemnize their marriage took place. The couple lived on the farm where the husband worked, They lived in a single-wide trailer, which is a trailer exactly half as big as a double-wide trailer. Hay bales stuffed around the edges and thankfully covered with much snow for half the year mostly kept the pipes from freezing. Housing was provided for the hired man, just like for the minister, but the trailer was a whole lot smaller and a whole lot more dangerous than the parsonage, at least in most physical ways. Milking at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m. every day and work all day in between every day. You could rent the movie Frozen River and then know quite a lot about this neck of the woods. After some talk with his wife that night, the minister suggested that the couple be married on Christmas Eve day at noon in the parsonage. It would be a small wedding and as his wife thoughtfully suggested, they could put the children down for a nap early and then use the piano and have some refreshments and make something happy and pretty. Christmas Eve day came with a gust of bitter wind, a snow shower, and then a bleak, barely visible sun at midday. A little late, the bride and groom appeared, but their friends, who would sign for them, New York, the Empire State, being one which requires witnesses other than the clergy, had somehow not appeared. The three-year-old daughter could be heard crawling and listening from the top of the stairs. The wind blew and the snow fell. Finally, to make the matter legal, a neighbor lady was invited to come and join the service. She and the minister's wife later signed the license. The minister performed the ceremony. Two carols were sung, Away in a Manger, and Hark the Herald Angels Sing. The three-year-old would appear and disappear as the service progressed and appeared for good when the cookies were served. Other than the words of the wedding themselves, one does not recall that anything else was said. You may refer to the remarks made some moments ago about the paucity of speech along the great frozen St. Lawrence River. But no words were really needed. 
The farm wife, young and pregnant, was simply dressed in a light dress. Her smile, her gleaming eyes, her red cheeks, her evident enjoyment of the home and homely setting were a full epic poem of happy gratitude. And her husband, scrubbed and crammed headlong into a tight black suit and wayward tie, was as dignified, reverent, true, and terrified as any groom at any time in the 900 or so weddings the minister has to date performed. Do you? I do. The three-year-old's face looked down from the stairs. Do you? I do. The piano played softly, a little meditation. Love came down at Christmas. One loving neighbor, a jubilant three-year-old, a pretty green preacher, and his creatively generous wife were present to attest to a wedding, a union of hearts and souls, on a cold winter day in a forgotten patch of rough land, now some 35 years ago. One can see that piano taste the cookies, hear the carols, feel the hands, sense the candles, as if it were an hour ago, and in some ways it was just an hour ago. There are a lot of fine and treasured forms of theological learning which one can and must acquire in the six brief semesters of divinity school, Augustine and Pelagius, Luther and Erasmus, Wesley and Calvin, Bart and Tillich, a moon of Nitria, the documentary hypothesis, the second aorist, the filioque, and the teleological suspension of the ethical. All of these, and all that stands in between, one can and one must receive while there is the time and freedom to meet and know them. The practice of ministry, though, The privilege of the practice of ministry, however, is learned on the piano bench, over cookies, in the smaller living room, at $9,000 a year, in a drafty old manse, with a toddler spying, and a tiny but ever so majestic event, the declaration of love till death us do part. There is a temptation when one is in school to think that reality begins and ends with the library or the internet or the reputation of a beloved teacher. But the scripture says, when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I reasoned like a child, I thought like a child, we could add. When I moved into the parsonage, I had to give up childish ways. Now we see in a mirror dimly, it is a big world full of need and waiting for love. It is a big world full of need and waiting for love. When the boots were donned and the gloves and coats put on, the bride in the hour of her wedding kissed the child and hugged the pianist. To the minister she gave her hand and with that Methodist handshake gave the gift of meaning, lasting meaning, 
in the work and struggle of ministry, wherein one works and struggles to find and keep the grace to put oneself at the disposal of others. On the last day of Advent in the year of our Lord, 1982, at least one green preacher was given the privilege of seeing the privilege of life in ministry. It was a sort of Advent carol, an Advent carol lingering like lasting beauty always does in the eternity of memory. What a privilege to live and be in ministry. There's nothing like it. Not in all creation. What a privilege. As the great biblical theologian Amos Wilder saw and said in his poem about a similar event, the son of man of the wedding feast haunts such occasion and understands you. He who can turn water into wine and shame into, and loss into gain in some world sometime. I heard the organ roll behind the snowfall and saw in it the confetti of of the heavenly bride chamber, glimpsed the sons of the bride chamber rejoicing in that city which is full of boys and girls playing in the streets thereof, before the Father whose face the angels of little children do always behold. That 1982 North Country Christmas Eve, the door closed and the minister and his wife smiled and hugged each other and sent the daughter back up to nap. Then a knock came again at the door. There stood the groom, gloves off. He had something he had forgotten. He had something he wanted to give, not to say, but to do, not to speak, but to act, not to describe, but to give. You may refer to the demography of verbal silence along the frozen St. Lawrence offered some moments ago. He held out his hand with bills rumpled and folded there. He looked down and then quickly up at the pastor, and he gave four dollars, and he was truly proud to give it. And the minister was truly proud to receive it. One only wishes that one had the sense to put the bills away as a physical reminder of the day, of that day, of that blessed, real Christmas nuptials. At every turn as we come to Christmas, we are reminded that faith is born in trouble. Faith is born in trouble. Like that little bit of faithfulness was born on Christmas Eve 35 years ago, so far away, so long ago. We are reminded of the lowly entrance our Lord makes into life. And that night at age three, our daughter sang in church for the first but not the last time. Be near me, Lord Jesus, I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. 
Bless all the children, dear children, in thy tender care. Bid us for heaven to live with thee there.
please be seated. Good morning. Welcome to Marsh Chapel. We are delighted you are with us today as we celebrate the great wonder of God's incarnation on earth through Jesus Christ. Whether you're here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue listening on the radio throughout New England via WBUR 90.9 or elsewhere around the globe joining us via the live stream or the podcast, the chapel staff wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas. As the chapel continues to live into its mission of being a service in the service of the city and a heart in the heart of the city, I wish to extend a warm invitation to any and all to the candlelight Christmas Eve service this evening at 7.30 p.m. The dean will be preaching and there will be communion. Just as on Sunday mornings there is free parking in the parking lot behind the College of Arts and Sciences building accessible at the end of Bay State Road. Simply drive past the BU Castle and Admission Center and enter the parking lot on your left. Boston University is currently closed for winter intercession and reopens on Tuesday, January 2nd. During this time, the chapel offices and the building itself are closed, except for the candlelight service this evening at 7.30 and the Sunday morning service next week at 11 a.m. Beloved, the Marsh Chapel community is a broad and diverse one. We are glad that you are part of us. Whether it is your first time here, whether you're a regular, or if you're joining us to sing a few carols today, or if we are your holiday spiritual home, welcome. If you're joining us in the nave today, it's an especially good day to meet a new friend. Simply add your name to the red pad at the end of the pew, pass it along to your neighbor, and then pass it back. Learn the name of someone and greet them by name during the exchange of peace or at coffee hour later. And certainly get a cup of coffee after service today. One brief announcement about communion. The chapel in our big tent tradition observes the sacrament with both wine and grape juice, wine on the pulpit side here in front of me, and grape juice on the lectern side. We also have gluten-free wafers on a separate patent, too, to make the table as open and accessible to all who wish to receive. Christ's table is indeed open to all, regardless of doctrine, creed, denominational identity, country of origin, sexual orientation, visa status, or any other worldly demarcation, all are welcome. We believe that communion is a means of grace, an opportunity to directly encounter the divine. If you are genuinely seeking to deepen your relationship with God today, the table is open to you. Finally, as we turn to the ushers to wait upon those in the nave for the offering, or if you prefer, as you browse to www.bu.edu slash chapel to give digitally, I want to thank you for your support of this community, whether monetarily, through service, or prayer. It is a real and true blessing to be in ministry with you. Merry Christmas.
for the work before us, for the life within us, for the fellowship among us and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we extend to each other signs of his peace. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You created light out of darkness and brought forth life on the earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. In the fullness of time, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to be our Savior. And at his birth, the angels sang, Glory to you in the highest, and peace to your people on earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy are you, and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. As Mary and Joseph went from Galilee to Bethlehem, and there found no room, so Jesus went from Galilee to Jerusalem and was despised and rejected. As in the poverty of a stable Jesus was born, so by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. As your word became flesh, born of woman, on that night long ago, so on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice, 
in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us and taught us when we pray to be bold and say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever.
Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. The song of the angels is stilled, and the star in the sky is gone, and the kings and princes are home, and the shepherds are back with their flocks. Then the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nation, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace, now and always. Amen.